Welcome and thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu. It's the final Sunday of an absolutely crazy year. When we look back at 2020, what could we learn and take into the new year and beyond? For the final sermon of the year, here's Jenny Sung. Hi everyone, I'm Jenny Sung. I'm the executive coordinator of First Pres and campus pastor to the Vine. You know how I bring in the new year? I usually watch the Dick Clark's New Year's Eve special with Ryan Seacrest. I just love listening to all the music and love staring at all the crazy people packed into Times Square. Now, can you believe it's going to be the first time in 114 years that a crowd will not be packed into Times Square? You know, to watch that ball drop at midnight on New Year's Eve? Wow. Can you believe today marks the very last Sunday of the year 2020. The next time that we gather together, it's going to be 2021, January 3rd. And I hope that it's a year marked with better things, right? Like an end to this year-long pandemic, a year of healing and restoration to economies, to our communities, and to relationships. Now, we just spent this last month of Advent We've been pondering and reflecting about the birth of Jesus Christ coming into the world and what that meant for the world back then, 2,000-something years ago, and what that means for our world today. The coming of Jesus Christ marked this eternal beacon of hope and light for all of humanity, where God came, a humble baby, and extended himself to us, and now Because of all the things that's happened in the life of Jesus and with his death and resurrection, we now have his hope and love to carry into the world. Jesus Christ is indeed called Emmanuel. That means God with us. And we know that we don't have to do life alone. You are never alone. As we step into 2021, this next year, what do we want to carry into the new year that's going to bring healing and restoration in this world? What is the attitude we want to exude to bring life to broken areas? Now, if there was one thing that we could carry into the new year, I think it would be the Christmas story. You know, the good news of Jesus coming into this world and what it means for all of humanity. And that news will be more dazzling or exciting than any New Year's ball that you see get dropped in Times Square. Let's look at our passage for today as we close our very last worship service of the year 2020. Now, there are two groups that I want us to examine in our passage coming from the Gospel of Luke. You'll see a host of angels, and you'll also see a group of shepherds. And they're the ones who go and find Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus in the manger. I think by examining their responses in today's passage, it can give us great insight into how we want to go into 2021. So let's look at this passage together. We're in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, three short verses, 13, 14, and 15. Now, a bit of context of what happens right before these verses. It says that an angel of the Lord visits some ordinary shepherds in the field and makes this announcement. The angel of the Lord proclaims the good news that Jesus, the Messiah that everyone's been waiting for, the Lord, has come into the world. Okay, so here's what comes next. I'm reading from the King James, Luke 2, 13 through 15. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, 
and on earth peace, good will toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go, even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Some remarkable words here. With this good news, we see two sets of significant responses. So first, you see this response of praise and glory to God. And then second, you see a response from the shepherds, a sharing, a going forth. And then they spread the news of what God has made known to them. Now, there are two groups, the heavenly host. And even though it says uh, heavenly host, it uh, derives from the Old Testament and actually refers to plural, a band of angels. So the heavenly host is like a choir of angels, a band of angels, it's plural. There's a multitude of them, okay? And then second, you see another group, and they're ordinary shepherds. They're common folk. You know, they're not dignitaries or elite. They're just a common group of shepherds taking care of their sheep. So when an angel of the Lord comes and tells the shepherds that Jesus, the Messiah, is coming, all of a sudden it says that suddenly this huge band of angels just appear and they break out in praise. It's like a party party. Oh yeah. I mean, Jesus, the Messiah, the Lord is coming into the world. This is the announcement. And I am sure that for you, you know, there might be a more elegant, grandiose, you know, proper heavenly party that you can all imagine. But in my mind, the first thought, honestly, that came to my head, the reaction was like how Buddy the Elf from the movie Elf got really excited when he heard that Santa was coming. Okay, so I don't know if you remember, there's a scene where Buddy the Elf is working in the... Do okay, let me give you the backstory. So the backstory is that Buddy is an elf who lives in the North Pole, but then he travels to New York City to find his um, father, his birth father. And he ends up working for the toy department in Gimbel's for Christmas. And so the manager comes and makes the announcements for the days for all the employees. And he says, the Santa's coming. <laughs> Buddy's reaction, he goes crazy. This is the kind of excitement, this is the kind of excitement that I imagined in my head when the angel said that Jesus was coming. Okay, it's kind of like how Buddy was like, Santa, Santa, Santa's coming, right? And he grabs the manager's arm and Buddy's like, I know him, I know Santa. He has this personal relationship with Santa, right? And I mean, like, what if the angels, what if the angels had that kind of excitement? Can you imagine that night? Like there was this eruption of praise, a celebration. Now, humor me, uh, just imagine, you know, the angel of the Lord is kind of like the manager in the clip, okay? Angel of the Lord, okay, it's time for the announcement. Jesus, the sa uh, Savior, the Messiah, the Lord is, is coming, is coming to earth. And then suddenly you see the angels, they're like, right? That's so awesome. Whoop, whoop. And, and yes, I know it probably didn't happen exactly like that. You know, it's, it's unlikely, but they do praise him. They're so excited. They praise him. And you just can imagine just this chorus of praise from the angels, right? They say glory to God. Let's give glory to God. Praise him. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. Now, other translations say glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among people with whom he is pleased or with whom his favor rests. 
they give praise and glory to God for this good news. Now, by the way, when you read that word men or people um, in the Greek, it's a, a generic use of the Greek word anthropos. And it refers to human being, whether male or female. So it's not necessarily just men. This is all of humanity. Now, why is this phrase significant when the angels talk about peace on earth and goodwill to all? I mean, why do the angels talk about peace and goodwill? Why specifically that? So let's think about this. When you first hear the word peace, what goes through your mind? You know, maybe there's an image of like a white dove or uh, scented candles or um, no screaming kids if you're a parent, maybe with small kids, a nice sunset, uh, a sandy beach, classical music playing. You know, I think most of us think of peaceful circumstances or a peaceful environment. And that's because things are going well. You know, we feel peace because the conditions are right. But as we all know, depending on the world to give us peace will never last. And that's because situations change and things can turn on a dime. And what started out as a peaceful day, or what starts up as a peaceful year, can become unpeaceful depending on the situation. We've seen this. Now, uh, some small examples. You know, it's like when um, I walked into Starbucks one day to enjoy a macchiato in peace with my then six-month-old baby, just a wee bit baby, this was years ago. And by the time I came out of Starbucks, after I came out of the restroom because of an explosive case of diarrhea, the baby, not me, the baby had explosive diarrhea, we walked out of Starbucks and I had baby poop on my clothes, he had baby poop on his clothes. I had baby poop in my hair. There's baby poop in his hair. There's no peace. All peace was gone. And another example of worldly peace. Well, you know, it was very peaceful when we took some middle school students on a retreat to Maui. It was a missions trip to Maui. It was going so well. And uh, we served with Maiden Hope, a fantastic organization that fights um, human trafficking. And so one day, to have some um, peace and to have some fun, we decided to go up Haleakala Crater to watch the beautiful sunset. And you go up this road and the views are just simply amazing. Now, little did I know that one of the students had a fear of heights. Nobody knew this. And so it started off as this peaceful drive, just turned into mayhem towards the top. And I was the driver. Shai Makishima was in the back and she was with the student and the student was getting more and more agitated as we climbed higher and higher. And the student was like, we're all gonna die. I mean, he was literally yelling, we're all gonna die. And so I'm just hearing this as I'm trying to like go through this sharp curve at the edge of the crater, you know, as we're winding up this road. And um, there's yelling. It's like, she's gonna make us crash and we're gonna fall off the edge and we're all gonna die. And, you know, just to let you know, when we got to the top, the student loved the views, was not afraid. It was awesome, and we enjoyed ourselves. Nobody died. But you see what I mean when I say that the peace the world gives is fleeting, and it's not lasting. So the word peace that is used in our passage today, and on peace, um, and on earth peace and goodwill to all, this is a peace that comes from God. It's not worldly peace. It's his peace. And it's a much deeper, more grounding. Um, it's not temporary. It's the kind of peace that's given to us when things are going well and even when things are not going well. You see, the peace of the world is 
going to be based on circumstance and change, while the peace that comes from Jesus is based in him. It's, it's based on the identity of Jesus Christ, who is unchanging, all-loving, all-knowing, and deeply cares for you. He knows who you are. He knows what you're going through. And he wants you to live each day with his peace, and he offers you that. That's why one of the titles for Jesus is Prince of Peace, because he comes and he restores brokenness and brings healing. And we can go, go to him in sorrow and in our pain and in our mayhem, and he gives you himself. He gives you his peace. You know, Jesus suffered in this world uh, just as much or even more than, than us. He's even described as a man familiar with sorrow. And even Jesus, knowing the pain and suffering that he would go through, he still told his disciples on the very night before he was tortured and beaten and crucified on a cross, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. I give you my peace, not as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. This is from the Gospel of John, chapter 14. When Jesus came to earth some 2,000 plus years ago, it introduced God's peace for all of humanity, for all of us. And because of his sacrifice, Jesus dying for our sins, we are then free to experience his peace and his love and his hope in our lives each day. It's available. And so any good that we experience, any hope that we have, it is because of his love for us. That's why we can praise God like the angels. We can praise God like the angels did, and we can be excited like Buddy the Elf and shout glory to God, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among people with whom he is pleased. And so when we get a glimpse of that hope, we just begin to grasp, kind of understand that magnitude of the Christmas story. You know, we can't keep it in. It's something that you want to share with everybody. And many times in the Bible, you'll see this happen where you see people go and share after an encounter with God or an encounter with Jesus. They just can't help it. In today's passage, you see the same thing. It says that after the, the angels left, the shepherds in our story for today, they realize the Messiah has come into the world. Jesus is born, and they don't waste any time. You know, they don't even wait until morning, right? Because the angels came at night. And I'm not so sure, like, who they left the sheep to, you know? But they were like, let's go. Let us now go, is what they say. And it says they made haste. They hurried to Bethlehem to go see what had been revealed. And when they see they then spread the word to everyone. And people were amazed. So what can we learn from these ordinary group of shepherds in the Christmas story? I think we can learn to take these four words from the shepherds. What they uttered, let us now go. Let us now go. And when the Lord reveals something, our response is to go. It's to go and spread the word. You know, so much has happened this year. So many have struggled. The family of God, everyone's been praying. We've been on our knees, crying out, interceding, worshiping God. 
And as people have prayed, God has continued to reveal his will and direction for communities in need, for the church, and despite the circumstances and the struggle. First Press has responded with the words, let us now go. You know, the building may have been closed, but the church was very, very much open. The church was alive. The kingdom of God is always moving, always reaching out. And the church, the church is the people of God, so you have been reaching out. There are so many stories, and we can't cover them all here, but I just wanted to highlight just a very small portion of some of the things that's been happening through you. Some of the ways that people have reached out to the communities. This is how you have responded in the last few months. Here's just a, a short highlight. Did you know that through the Hawaii Food Bank, almost 2,000 families drove through Ko'olau campus and they received 70 to 80 pounds of food per household at two food distributions. It was from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. that we were there and, and people were faithful. You know, masks were also made by the bizarre craft leaders and donated to employees at the food bank and other organizations. You know, in partnership with Family Hui Hawaii, there were drive-by pickups arranged where they provided these keiki packs to the community. And in the keiki packs, you, you, you could find diapers and baby wipes and baby food and toiletries and school supplies and so much more. And this happened more than once. A, a group of people got together and groceries were packed for 500 kupuna through Kaka'ako Kupuna, serving low-income senior housing apartments in Kaka'ako. The Trunk and Tree drive through you know, was this beacon of joy in October. They served over 300 kids and families to bless the community, just to bless them with games and treats and people in costumes and fun, some joy. There were Thanksgiving dinners that were provided and prayers of blessing as people drove through the Kolal campus. And this, these meals probably um, served hundreds because they came and received this Thanksgiving meal packet and inside were all these things that you could make Thanksgiving dinner with. And so these picked this up Saturday before Thanksgiving and cooked it on Saturday with their families. Did you know church members uh, served with Life360, a nonprofit organization serving at-risk youth, and they went to um, be, uh, help kids learn computer skills uh, for their online school. And then there was a church prayer walk. Hundreds of people came to pray on the grounds of the Kolau Church campus as God revealed to us this year the full usage of the 246 acres of the church property. And you've heard so much about how God has been just expanding and what he's going to be doing with this property. And you know, when we had our nativity, Christmas nativity walk on campus, did you know that it also served to replenish the food pantry at um, St. Mark's Church and so that they could replenish and provide food to many. Also volunteers serve at the pantry every single week. And did you know $100,000 were loaned to the pantry so that they could buy food with the CARES funding and they're paying us back this week. You know, the pantry is this great organization where you can order food and drive by and they'll put it in your car. There's also uh, the roof repair. You know, there was going to be a million dollars just to repair a roof, and that has started this year, and it's ongoing. It's probably going to be finishing next year. And this was all while all of our four worship services jumped online onto interactive online platforms with 
uh, new technology and now our attendance is larger and there are people faithfully coming in to worship together from the mainland and even in other countries. And ministries continue to happen online. Things are still happening. You know, Rooted was still going on. Alpha, there were prayer meetings, youth and children's ministries. There were small groups, discipleship groups, classes the other six days. And we also had our very first online prayer and healing service. Prayer and healing service. Gifts of love is, it still happened, and there was still support to our mission partners like Advocates for Africa's Children, Made in Hope, Life 360, Revive and Refresh, The Pantry, and so much more. I hope that you are just a little bit encouraged to hear of these things, because it's just a small snapshot of what God has been doing through you, through the church, the people of God. And I know there are so many of you who are serving behind the scenes, things we probably don't even know about to serve the needs of the many in need. So God bless you for the heart to go and serve and share God's love with others. You are like those shepherds in the field who receive the good news and then they go. They say, let us now go and share. You go and share what God has revealed to you. May his kingdom come. May his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So as we step into 2021, there are things that we can take into this new year, things that's going to breathe life and hope and meaning into others. And we can add to the restoration and healing in this world. Yes, the Christmas holiday is over, maybe, but no, the Christmas story lives on because the good news of Jesus Christ coming into this world is that God's peace and goodwill is here for all of humanity. It's here for anyone. And we can find true peace in Jesus Christ, who gives it freely to you and to me. Now, if you would like this peace, maybe you, you haven't quite experienced what we've been talking about today, and you long for Jesus to come into your life, and you want to ask for this peace that he gives. That's not based on the temporary and it's very simple. If you would like to invite Jesus into your heart, you just pray a simple prayer. And despite the things that are going on, he assures you of his love and he gives you his peace. And whether it's your first time asking Jesus to come into your life, or maybe you want to renew that prayer to God, saying, Jesus, I need you. Come into my life. I'm asking you for that eternal peace that only you can give. Know that God welcomes you with open arms. Will you pray with me? Dear Jesus, I long to feel that peace that comes from you, not as the world gives, but the peace of knowing you and experiencing your love. Jesus, I'm sorry for the ways that I've ignored you or based my life on the temporary, and I admit that I need you, Lord. Thank you so much for dying on the cross for my sins and giving me your peace. Please come into my life, open my heart, I want to walk each day with you. I pray this by the power of the Holy Spirit. May you be with me forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now if you prayed that prayer for the first time, please click on that button and pray with someone about this. You know, it's so important to pray with someone about this decision. It's really good to share that with others because it'll help us to connect with you um, and connect with others in the community so that you can grow in your relationship with Jesus. 
Now, as we come to a close for our service, let's just continue to worship Jesus with this beautiful song, the song that you'll hear sung by Chaz Umamoto and leaders from different worship teams in different churches. It's about Jesus, our humble King, who embraces us in times of need, the God who is a friend to the weak, the God of healing who comes to the broken. So let us listen and worship. Let's give glory and praise to God. And like the heavenly host of angels, let's worship him. And let's go like the shepherds did as God leads us into the new year. God bless you. And thanks, Jenny, for a great word. Hey, I just want to remind you that if you want to get in a small group right after the service, just hit that link to get into one of our online groups. It's a great way to talk story and get deeper in the message and an opportunity to meet some new people and maybe some old friends. But for now, before you leave, I would love to give you a blessing. So please receive this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face and countenance shine upon you. And may you know deep in your heart the wonderful peace from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And may you feel moved to share the Lord's goodwill to all. In Christ's name, amen. God bless. Happy New Year. Ahuyo. We celebrate the birth of Jesus and the peace it brings in December. Let's take that peace and goodwill into all the world this coming year. If you'd like to hear this sermon again, you can listen to and download this and other sermons from the First Pres website, fpchawaii.org. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Normally, we meet Sundays at our Ko'olau campus or at The Vine in Kaka'ako, but for now, you can find the entire church service streamed online on the church websites, fpchawaii.org and thevinehawaii.org. For our virtual church service, click the online church box at our regular church service times, Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11.11 for First Prez, and Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. for The Vine. Be sure to check your email for links to sermons, church news and updates, and daily devotionals. If you have any questions or needs, you can always reach the church through the website or just call 808-532-1111. For Pastor Dan Chun and the entire staff at First Prez, I'm Michael Shishido. Until next time, God bless you, Happy New Year, stay safe, and thank you for listening. This sermon podcast is copyright 2020 and produced by the Media Ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu.